Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cheapseatreviews. With over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Also, iTunes. Go to www.cheapseatreviews.com, click on the iTunes button, purchase anything you want, and a small portion of that purchase will go to our podcast to help continue to make this fine podcast that you can hear before you now. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 64, and today we are spoiling 2015's The Avengers Age of Ultron. Heads up. Will you repeat that again there, Sean? This is a spoiler cast, okay? If you clicked spoiler. on this and you're going, wait a minute, they spoiled the movie. I don't now I know that such and such dies. Yes, this is that. So if you haven't seen the movie, stop now. Go watch the movie and then play us later. Or if you don't care about the movie, you just want to hear what we have to say, then fine. And this will be slightly confusing for you. With all that being said, I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Chad Language Evans. You're really, really language? You're asking me to watch my language? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, that's fine. That's, 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 pretty, that's pretty fair, right? That, that I'll, I'll, uh, okay. I, do, I do believe I'll, you have the, the uh, that Sean has the most foul mouth of us on this podcast. You, you do get violent. Uh, what? Wait a minute. Is this a real thing that you're trying to do here, or is there some kind of punchline? Okay, since you didn't say anything, what? I'm going to assume that's a punchline. Um, Cornelius, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Logan? He wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Or when I'm hangry. Actually, that would probably be worse. Yeah, that's probably going to be way worse when you're hangry. And Sam, no one would ever know Vector. <laughs> you see, I'm going to put Tony Stark in a box or a suit, and then I'm going to put another suit around him. <laughs> And then I'm going to mail it to myself, and when it gets there, I'm going to hit it with a hammer. Is that like... like a, that is a, three movies in one. I love it. Is it like a, <laughs> a, a suit within a suit? Let's see. A dream within a dream is Inception. So a suit within yeah. a suit is... Uh, yeah. Inception? Inception. 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 It's not a word, but okay, I like it. Uh, so let's pull up a big metal chair that's going to uh, have another chair come and fly on top of it, and uh, we'll dive into this this movie. Um Unfortunately, Catherine was not available to come and record, so we have the docile tones of Chad. Um, what was your middle name? Fancy uh, Fancy. Language Evans. Fancy no, like uh, Cave Hands. Cave Hands. Uh, Evans. No, uh, Chris. Chad Chris Evans. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. Uh, see what you did there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> When Tony Stark and Bruce Banner try to jumpstart a dormant peacekeeping program called Ultron, things go horribly wrong, and it's up to Earth's mightiest heroes, and Hawkeye, to stop the villainous <laughs> Ultron 
from enacting his terrible plans. <laughs> and that's our title of this podcast, Earth's Mightiest Heroes and Hawkeye. Well, and no, Hawkeye. No, it'll actually be spoilers. <laughs> yeah. And Hawkeye. <laughs> spoilers and Hawkeye. <laughs> that's right. Did you guys see Hawkeye was on, I think it was, uh, it was one of the late night TV shows. I don't remember which one it was. But it was like thoughts from Hawkeye, and he's playing the piano, and he's like singing like, Oh, I have yeah. I have abs too, and I'm actually a good hero, and I have a scarf collection, and it's actually really really funny. So, so there you go. Um, so yeah, this is 2015's uh, Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron. This is the sequel, kind of the direct sequel, really, to Captain America Two. Um, ooh, Corny is a. Uh, Manipulating his microphone, and that's not a euphemism. Jeez, I'm sorry, guys. We have the worst contraption built right now, um, and that's okay. Uh, so yeah, so all of us saw it for the first time this weekend because it came out this weekend. Um, we, um, of course, as you're listening to this, it might not be this weekend. So um, whenever it came out, May something it last came weekend. out. Last weekend, we saw it last weekend. So, Chad, your initial impressions, go. You know, I actually really enjoyed this film. Um, you know, from a non-comic book standpoint, because, you know, I wasn't nearly the biggest nerd of the four of us. So, I didn't really have anything to to base it on. Um, other than, you know, what it was, what, what was there before me in Glorious 3D. Um... So I mean I, I laughed. I was, I, there were a lot of really really funny parts that, well I actually think they were intended to be funny. So I mean it wasn't like, <laughs> wasn't like they tried to make it something that it wasn't. Um, like I genuinely thought you know there were points that, that were actually generally funny. And I'm I'm rambling for some reason. No, it's okay. No. Um, you're the best part of the show. Oh great, thanks. Confirmed. Um, Confirmed, yeah. So, I mean, uh, at no point during the film did I did I stop and look at the watch. Let's just put it that way. So, I approve. Good. Uh, um, oh, and uh, I just finished my uh, my. Uh, I did get a big big bag of popcorn. You know, sit down and watch the film, and then uh, you know, I like to think of it as my my takeout from. Uh, are the <laughs> leftovers from my vi- from my movie date with Scarlett Johansson. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> what base did you get you to? Do what? What base did you get to? A Hydra base. Oh. There it is. <laughs> A flying one. Yeah. No. Um, Tag. Corny, you're going to last. Oh. Sam. Oh. Oh. Okay. Wow, I'm used to Corny going right before me. Yep. Well, we're going to uh, change things up because I know that Corny is going to go on a pretty gnarly tangent. So, yeah. Sam? I had a lot of time to think about the movie. I really did enjoy the visuals. I enjoyed seeing all the powers, um, all the, uh, you know, where the story took us. But at the same time, I've had a couple nights to think about it. And at the same time, I have to think, you know, what, what, what new came out of here? What, you know, how was the story told? Um, and, and most especially what I, what I feel is Marvel, especially Marvel movies, greatest fault right now is developing a good villain. 
and I think it could have been better. Um, I, the writing was superb. Uh, you know, got to give Whedon credit. You know, the writing is spot on. Um, enjoyed the little quips here and there um, between the others. Uh, I know we've joked several times about Hawkeye uh, trying to kill Quicksilver. Not, yeah, not, did they call him Quicksilver? They never used his name. That they name. never used his name. Pietro. But, yeah, Pietro. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that that's a lot of fun. But at the same time, I never felt like the stakes were were big enough um, to warrant the Avengers coming. Um, certainly, if if they would have done Ultron right, in terms of what I know about Ultron, um, it could have been, it could have been pretty pretty amazing. And you know, I guess I was spoiled. That first movie poster they released, where there was a tidal wave of of Ultron robots, just pounding them into oblivion. Um, I expected something along that lines. You know, at one point, seeing them basically being bowled over by these robots. And it never really happened. It never really seemed like they were out of it um, in terms of, of the group of them. Um, so story, I think they tried to cram a little too much in. And and could they have not included the twins? Maybe. I, I just There was so much in this movie that they had to pile into it that I think it kind of falters. Now, don't think I'm saying this is a bad movie. This is a heck of a lot of fun. This movie was a lot of fun to watch. I'd, I'd probably go watch it again. But it didn't transcend the first Avengers, and it didn't really move the story along uh, a whole lot. That's what I think. Okay. I like I said, Corny, you're going to go last because you're going to dive into more of the comic book stuff than I am. Okay. So I'm going to let you take that moment. Um, so, uh, uh, so this is me talking literally just about the movie. As I know it, as what Sam and Chad and I are all talking about, because we didn't read the comic books. Yeah. Um, I uh, sincerely enjoyed the crap out of this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun, like Sam said. Uh, I disagree on Sam on probably every other thing you said, though, because um, I also I felt that it actually moved the story along. Because you have to have this movie in order to kickstart Phase Three. Uh, it creates the new Avengers. You had to. You have to also have this movie in order to give us the setup for the Civil War, which is one of the, 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 the largest, most famous story arcs in the franchise of Marvel. Um, I liked the, the introduction of the twins. You had to create, you had to bring in new characters. Each movie, you bring in a new character. You have to bring in somebody. Um, I thought uh, James Spader as Ultron was one of the best portrayals of a villain performance-wise since, like, like uh, since like Hannibal Lecter, you know, like what Anthony Hopkins did. I thought he was great. Um, uh, I actually, you know, could could see being genuinely terrified of a of a kind of a homicidal robot, which seems you know genuinely terrifying. So I I actually really liked it. Is it better in my opinion than the first Avengers? No, the first Avengers did something that we had not ever seen. And, it, and that was what Joss Whedon is so good at, is taking an ensemble cast, making us care about every one of them, and and then doing what he does really well, which is snarky, fun um, dialogue, and really, really great action. And we're all going to miss him, because this is the last one he's doing in the MCU. Um, so uh, I, I had a lot of fun. I saw it twice this weekend, along with uh, Corny. Now we both saw it multiple times this weekend. Uh, I liked it better the second time than I did the first time because the first time there is a lot happening. I mean, it's 
Um, uh, as a movie movie viewer, I feel like what Sam was expecting, what the Avengers had to deal with, like all these robots, like I felt like I was constantly being attacked by a lot of things happening on screen. And then the second time I was like, okay, now that I know what to expect, this is what's going to happen. And it's going to be, now I can enjoy it better. So I actually think if you guys went and saw it again, I think you would actually like it better. That's my personal opinion. I'm not saying that we all should go buy a second ticket just so that we can, um, boost the, the, the sales numbers of this movie because this movie's going to make a billion dollars. So, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. already halfway there, and it's the second weekend it's been out. So, Corny, you have the con. All right. All right, so... And Sam. So... <laughs> well, okay, so I'll, I'll go ahead and do this first because it'll make things a lot easier. I'm, I'm fairly disappointed in the movie as a whole. Well, no, no, that's incorrect. I'm very disappointed in the movie from a story standpoint with the characters they used. Um, I think Sam said that, they, you know, did they have to introduce the twins? If you're going for the Civil War story arc or Infinity War, twins don't really matter that much, to be honest. Um, Civil War, as a matter of fact, if you were going to introduce anybody, Spider-Man would be the person to do it. So, but you can't because but, he's, but we have reasons for that. Yeah, there are reasons, and they're so, called Sony. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Like I can, I, you can't use Spider-Man. You can't mention. But anyway, but for this movie, but for this movie, he's coming back. He's coming yeah. later. All right. So, uh, um, again, I did see it twice, and on the second time, I actually liked it less. Uh, now, having given it a couple days, just like everybody else, uh, the movie is a good movie, a very good movie. It is. It is. I mean, I will. See, I, I, Probably we'll see it a third time, and this time I'll actually take my son with me. Um, I've deemed it, you know, safe to for for him. Um, so it is a fun movie. It's gonna be he's gonna love it. We're gonna have a great time. Comic book wise, it drove me absolutely batty. I'm gonna start with Ultron because Ultron is one of the most feared villains outside of like Doctor Doom, uh, Thanos, which we're gonna see. But Ultron should have wiped the floor with the Avengers the first time. Uh, the first time they fought, uh, granted, you know, he, that's, there's a weird scene where he comes in and he's kind of like a defunct Pinocchio and he's just kind of, it's, I don't it's very weird, but, um, as a villain, they should have, he should have wiped the floor with him. Uh, that, that's something that I really didn't like. Number two, um, he should have been more robotic and I know you got James Spader and you can't waste a James Spader. And I thought his performance was great. I could almost get behind it, except for the fact that Ultron is a freaking robot, and he's calculating. That's why he's so dangerous. Number three, um, at no point in time would he ever join. Keep talking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> at no point in time would he ever use another human being to help him in any of his endeavors. It doesn't matter. He would have figured out what to do. Um, and so there's so many small things about that that drove me crazy, especially because it's Ultron and my God, he should have kicked butt. Uh, Sam, you're right. They should have been over, over. I mean, they should have been overwhelmed with the sheer amount of yeah. numbers that he does, because that's what Ultron does. He he bides his time and then attacks, and it's very, you know, whatever. Um, as for the twins, I thought that was actually really good. Um, Wanda and uh, Pietro, um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. I, I thought they were great as characters. I thought Elizabeth Olsen actually did a pretty good job. Um, I was uh, very surprised actually. Um, other guy, I don't really know his name, but just Aaron Taylor something. Yeah. Uh, kick ass. Yeah. 
So, um, so he did a pretty good job. I was very happy with that. Um, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay. Can I ask a question? Yeah, man. Uh, married, uh, married to a forty-five-year-old. Good, good Isn't job. Quicksilver the son of Magneto? Yes, that is correct. In the comics, yeah. In that version, yes. Not in this version. Yeah. Which I understand because because they're not they're not mutants in this version. They were experiments. Okay, so how is this? I'm, I'm, I'm having fall. I'm having trouble following the canonicity of it. You, you, because you can't. You can't because because Magneto is 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 X Men. He's and a mutant. That's Fox. And that's Fox. And they don't have permission to do that. So they're enhanced. They yeah. get right. They've been experimented on and and so on and so forth. So they have abilities, which I, I get that you can't do that. Sony, you're being or so, you're just being done. So how does the Flash fit fit into this? The Flash doesn't. He's DC. Oh, Quicksilver? He's, but, they okay, have so, the, but they have the same powers. All right, uh, okay, so well, it's kind of like Greek and Roman gods. <laughs> well, we're, we're getting, it's hold the on. same if, thing, just if, different names. Yeah, if, if we want to be like, just kind of, you just want to piss off the nerds, I mean, we can go that route, but you're just basically saying Batman and Iron Man are the same person. But Well, um, well I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> everything that Marvel has has. Pretty much everything that Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and those guys have, have kind of created over the years have, have been a response to something that DC did. Because DC did a lot of this stuff in the 50s, and Marvel didn't really come out until mid-60s. Well, yeah, mid-60s, so they'd had like 15 to, 10 to 15 years on them. So you're going to have a lot of repeat characters. I mean, Marvel's just been betterly, better managed lately. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, especially with the movie industry, obviously. Yeah. What what kind of set Marvel different is because when they started using mutants again, an idea that was stolen. Um, when they started using mutants and their, and their weird powers, that that made them more human, which is why we like Marvel more than we like DC, because you have a Peter Parker who's going to lose a job because he has to go fight somebody, not yeah. Batman who just well, I'm Batman, I'm gonna go do my thing. I'm Superman, I can just be Superman all day. And so yeah, the so majority forth. of like of the DC universe, they're freaking aliens. Yeah, and so and, you, and they're unrelatable. Right, they're right. OP. Yeah, yeah, they're all OP. So, and then like, whereas in the in the Marvel sort of sort of universe, I mean, no, have, none of us can obviously relate to Tony Stark, but he still kind of has quote unquote real world problems. Yeah, he's like a girlfriend and things. Yeah, well, uh, but, <laughs> I, I enough, he's. I'll go ahead. I'm sorry, try, Sam. But try to ground us back into into the movie. It, it kind of. It, it comes down to a problem of adaptation. You know, I, as everybody knows, I'm, I'm a lover of Jurassic Park. And, huh. and and I love the book even more than I love the movie. If I would compare the movie, which I believe is a very good movie, to the book, of course I'm going to be disappointed. And even though the movie's a great movie, I, I would still talk down about it because it's not everything that's included in the book. Agreed. I'm wondering if that's kind of the same way with these comic book movies. And, and another thing we've got to remember is, you know, of all the uh, Phase 2 Marvel movies, you know, we have, in my opinion, the, the Captain America, Winter Soldier, and um, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy are the only two that I would put on a pedestal of these Phase 2 movies, even including Ultron. I, I, I would rather go see Winter Soldier again than, than Ultron. Agreed. I, I think also the fun part about Winter Soldier is that it made a great action flick, regardless of of, of superheroes. There's superheroes because yeah, there's no Captain magic. America. There's no magic yeah. in that movie. There's just 
for all intents and purposes, there's a really strong dude going against another really strong dude and another guy that just happens to have a jet pack with wings. Yeah. And believable. You're, actually and you're, believable. It's actually fairly believable because we saw the Rocketeer, yeah. so clearly that's possible. And they did that back, <laughs> in, the, that, that back in the 50s. Yeah. Um, the other thing that has we have issue with when it comes to comic books versus with, with the movie is that uh, how many freaking storylines are there of the Avengers? There have yeah, been like, what, 10? They're... they're for those of you who don't know, there are multiple Avenger teams, and there's an East Coast Avengers, and there's a West, West Coast Avengers, yeah. and the West Coast Avengers are basically and there's the, crappy people. There's like the Dark Avengers or yeah, something. Yeah, and, and the Dark like, Avengers are like when Norman Osborn takes over. So anyway, that, but that's, that, that's, there's a bunch of stuff. So, Sam, I guess you're right. To pull me back in, the problem that I have with this movie is that, unlike I did with the first Avengers, um, we, had, we had gotten our Iron Man, we had gotten a couple of these other movies, and... Every movie I went into, I knew story arc, and the things had to be changed, and so they were less enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You guys convinced me, Sean mostly convinced me, you know, go in, watch the movie as a movie, adapt the story. Made Avengers better. I bet if I'd gone in with the, you know, because the original Avengers team didn't have Scarlet Witch. I mean, that didn't have um, um, Black, Black Widow. Widow. Didn't, didn't have Black Widow, but... Um, Idealistically, if I could have done it with this movie, the problem is is that I expected so much with Ultron that I couldn't get over the fact that they didn't portray Ultron the way. Now, so, well, and you got to think too the, the the way the commercials were showing us the trailers, it looked like Ultron was going to be this huge, huge adversary, didn't it? Yeah, and. But he, I mean, but he was. It, I mean, he still almost destroyed the Earth. He still almost found a way to get into nuclear codes. And Jarvis is a robot, too. Yeah. I mean, Jarvis is a robot who has human personality. So, not to go against what you said, Corny, but I'm going against what yeah. you said. <laughs> I, I, again, I thought, um, Chad, you still with us? I'm still with you. Okay. My Skype just closed for some reason, but you're still there. Um yeah, all the videos closed. I don't know what happened, but whatever. Um, all the, the videotapes. That's probably a good idea, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I just think um, I, I liked... I, I almost feel like I'm defending this movie now, which uh, is not necessarily my job here. I just... I, I liked it a lot, but I think I almost feel like we're attacking it for the wrong reasons. Um, well, yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to, to, to bring it back to, you know, if I would bring my mother to Age of Ultron, could she enjoy this movie as much as I did? Not knowing what's happened before. Absolutely, I, I honestly believe this is a. I think this is a good movie. You get. <coughs> is that is that a fair thing to do? <laughs> well, I mean, you movie? wouldn't do that. You would never do that. You would not have your mom watch Jurassic Park three, apart from the fact that it's a terrible film, and expect her to get everything. Oh no, no, I don't. I don't think we're talking about getting everything. Or did he actually watched, say get everything? I, I think it's more saying? of an enjoyable movie. I mean, I could take my yeah. I mean, my dad likes explosions and chase scenes. I mean, I could take him to watch this. He won't know what the hell is going on, but, but he'll go but pretty pretty at, colors. Look at the first Captain America versus the second Captain America. Two. Literally two completely different kind of movies in terms of almost tone and everything else. Correct. You can watch Winter Soldier without knowing what happened uh, in the first uh, one. I disagree. Because then you're like, why is this chick all over him? Like, where, how does she fit into this? And why, he, is, why is Bucky important to him? I mean, we kind of... they do that in flashbacks. They yeah, do that in a flashback, is, but I mean... Storytelling techniques. Yeah, but I'm I just mean... Saying, what, happened, what happened in Age of Ultron is... You get thrown into a fight with the Avengers already. 
Why are they together? Who are these folks? What are their powers? If you didn't know... Exactly, that's my point. It would be awfully confusing to, to see what's going on. But I will say this. Um, that opening... The opening sequence, by the way... Was awesome. Is yeah. freaking incredible. Um, that is... Again, kudos to Josh, uh, Josh Whedon because that was literally the most perfect thing I've ever seen, and I saw it twice. So I, I and I've had time to think about it. I think the Hulk <laughs> fight was actually a little bit better, but yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like the sequence itself was. It was beautiful, beautiful. So yeah. well was, shot, well. I oh mean, yeah, yeah. And everybody certainly had, some things were were green screen and CGI, but yeah, it, it's you have to really look sometimes yeah. to see what it was. Well, I was going to say, Sam, uh, in I guess kind of to go along with your. Um, your thought process of the starting this movie, you could watch it and enjoy it. You don't know whose powers are what. You kind of see what happens, who's, who, what, what your power is in that. So even if you hadn't watched the first Avengers, you get an idea of what they can do. Yeah. We've, we've, we've watched other movies where you don't get a backstory of these guys. You just see them doing the thing that they do. Or you get the, you know, John Smith infiltrator, and then it shows him breaking into a place. We kind of get that idea here. And I think... I think you can you can watch this movie not knowing Marvel comics and you're fine or not having seen the first Avengers and you're fine if that's your if that's what you're going to do to watch a movie. So I kind of I, I agree with you that this is a good movie by itself. My uh, my issue is just that I knew I knew way I knew too way too many stories and none of them were close to this movie and therefore it soured the experience for me. Still a great movie. Don't don't get me wrong. I I think uh, part of the issue that all comic book fans are going to have with this, like diehard guys like you, Corny, are that like you all have everyone has their favorite version of how the the, the line of comic books go. You found, you know, I, I'm going to follow this version of Spider-Man and the other 17 that exist. I'm not going to follow those, or I'm going to follow the Frank Miller version of. Batman, and dark, I'm not yeah, gonna, fo- or whatever, yeah. and I'm not gonna follow the other ones. You know, we're all tribalistic. We like to follow into our thing that we want to follow and go. So, their version of Ultron was different than the majority of the version of Ultron that probably you've read. Agreed. Because yeah. the one that they chose was the Ultron that was very, for all intents and purposes, infantile-like. He's a child who's kind of scared and then turns into a bully, as opposed to. Calculating, you know, whatever super destructive Ultron that you know him as, because like you made a point as we were leaving the theater, like the real Ultron would put a contingency effect into a, you know, a contingency, whatever, into effect. Like I'm going to take one of my robots that I'm never going to have near any of the other Avengers and put him in a warehouse in Central Africa. And and then when I die, <laughs> yeah. nice, you know, like that, in a warehouse Good next to back. the Ark of the Covenant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where, where top men are hanging out with it, and then when, if if I lose my fight on the big floating rock thing, then I I have this guy as a backup. Like, yeah, as 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 far as a story that well, I I hear you say that and go that makes a that makes a hundred percent amount of sense, but as the movie, we. As a comic book, you can go, we can bring this guy back a hundred different times and they can fight him again a hundred different times and Hawkeye can die a hundred times, but we can just get the Scarlet Witch <laughs> to come and do her voodoo on her. Like in the comic book world, you can do that. But in this no, world not. where we've more or less said, there are rules, sorry, there are rules and here are the rules. I mean, 
People must die. People have to die. If Unless you're Coulson. All men must die. All men must die, unless you're Coulson. And the only way Coulson doesn't die is because alien DNA is getting... He gets used alien... He gets Kree. Yeah. yeah. There's you're your basically spoiler a walking that. Kree. More or less. Yeah. So... Which could be dangerous, but, you know, what if? Well, there's... there's anyway. Well, I, I think... No, no, Kree, Kree are good. Sorry. I think Scroll was the, it, it comes down to, to a little bit of the, the screenwriting in terms of they could have made... Ultron have these contingencies, have these intelligent plans if they didn't have to do so much. And they had to do so much to just make it an event movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, if they didn't have the twins, why not have Ultron, you know, spend the times you get to know, you start getting knowing the twins to build Ultron schemes and his... But no, what do you? Just, but what do you do? Again, we're 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 confined to this movie. The the you yeah. you can't have Ultron as a villain in the Civil War or into Infinity Wars. We no you we, you we, had to deal with them in this in movie. this movie. So you but can't, there had to be some sort of stakes, and it didn't feel like there were high enough stakes. I, I it, to call in the Avengers. Personally, I felt there was just as much quote unquote stakes as this as there was in the first one, because they're fighting an insurmountable number of aliens in that case. Which seemed kind of crazy at the time, but we totally bought it. Even when they did their Star Wars one Phantom Menace blow up the mothership and they all die for some reason, die. and yeah. we're totally good with that. Uh, whereas in this case, I mean, he's, they still had to fight thousands and thousands of those things, and and that scene when the camera's looking down on the whatever and they're in a circle back to back and they're fighting and we're doing this slow motion thing. I mean, each one of those guys is having to take out. Like a three or four hundred by themselves. I mean, I, to personally, I'm sitting there going, you know, I felt I felt exhausted watching the movie because I'm like, I know these guys are tired, especially like Hawkeye and Scarlet or what's her face, Black Widow, who by the way she was pregnant when they were filming this. Really? Yeah. Yep. Um, that's, I, I heard something that that's why they threw her in the prison, or that Ultron took her took her to the prison so that she could have more sit down scenes. Well, a lot of her, or her baby. A, a lot of her scenes were. Done. All of her action scenes were done by were doubles. Right, right. All of yeah. them. Oh, and yeah. then in scenes when you actually see all of her, like her face, they CGI'd her belly gone. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So that's actually kind of cool stuff. There's that actually, is kind of cool. There's a that's lot, a lot of, of work to CGI a belly out. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Well, but the funny part is, is that she still looked great. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Like for a pregnant woman, she still looked great. I mean, they didn't she CGI. Her. And one star reviews from pregnant women. Hey. Yeah, you're right. That did sound kind of. <laughs> Damn it! I didn't mean for that to come out the way it did, but it did. Um, I don't know. I'm trying not to just like go on the defensive against you two, and Chad just sits over there and watches. But um, smiling, smiling, and, and see, Chad would be Ultron. The child would let us do this, and then when we're all weak, he would yeah, come in. He'd and come in and take out, take us out. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's how I play Clash of Clans. That's true. <laughs> actually, <laughs> that's I actually how, how you play every that, game. Right? Actually, I was going to say that's how you play Shogun. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, potassium eleven, potassium eleven. Well, Boy, can we that's talk about some of the set be... pieces in this movie? Okay. Now, now, you know, I've complained a lot, but the set pieces that were set up were pretty amazing. The uh, the Hulk versus Hulkbuster, that was that was awesome, and you could see the power of both of both uh, people. I guess you could call them um, well off. Say, I want to stop you. What is happening? <laughs> what is this noise? 
What noise? I, There's a low rumble as I, if... Uh, either, it sounds like you're literally like scratching the microphone or something. You're, are you okay? Yeah. Chad? I'm just sitting here on the couch. I'm, I don't, we've lost our anything. camera, so I don't still. know. I don't know what's happening, but okay. Okay, yeah. So anyway. when you say Hulkbuster, are you talking like uh, Veronica? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what that's called. So, um, anyway, yeah, Hulkbuster, um, and I, and and that's another thing that I thought went that looked great. It yeah. made perfect sense to me. Uh, Sean and I talked about it that you know Tony gets inside the Hulkbuster. And you, you get his uh, heads-up display that you normally get, and then you get a screen in front of that yeah. to prove, you know, prove he's inside something else, and I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, that, that scene was awesome. Um, Except, how does it work? How does it work? Because obviously his arm gets ripped off, right? Okay. And his little tiny human arm isn't sticking out. He's, he's, the, he's The suit is so, so large that the entire normal Iron Man suit fits inside that. Just inside the torso. Yeah. Okay, so is he just kind of just... Standing there like a sarcophagus? No, 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 no. His arms are in there, like they. It's like um, it's like the Jaegers, like they're moving their arms inside. Oh, I see. I didn't. I I, I thought that's maybe how it was supposed to look, but it it doesn't yeah, seem it, feasible. To it me. seemed weird, but yeah, I mean, that's I bought it. Supposed to be I mean, it was, yeah, I I was perfectly fine with it because it was amazing. And oh, uh, Veronica, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to <laughs> sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> Don't <laughs> mention Peter Banner. Oh, no, sorry. So. Yeah. No, there's, there's some. And, and speaking of these things, so in this movie, there are a a million uh, one-liners, and they are all great, awesome. They're yes. all great. Joss Whedon, thank you again for your, uh, just your dialogue. Gift of gab. He's he, a master of dialogue. I yeah. love it. The 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 scene when Hawkeye is giving Scarlet Witch a pep talk in that that room <laughs> is one of my. It was my favorite scene of the movie. Both times I watched it, he's sitting there going, "The world is crazy." We're on a city that's flying. There are robots attacking us, and I got a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching that going, that could be Malcolm Reynolds. You know, like yeah. that might as well have been Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Um, and then he says, I'm going to go out there because it's my job. And then, um, and then he gives her the, 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 her Popeye moment where he says, if you step out that door, you're an Avenger. And then she goes out there and was literally ripping them apart with her red voodoo, and it was great. <laughs> um, Did you? Well, speaking of, uh, how awesome would that have been if Nathan Fillion had been Hawkeye? <laughs> I, 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 I would have died. I think he he <laughs> was actually it, rumored to be a cameo in this movie. Uh, yeah, isn't he supposed nice. to be like? Um, he was contracted to be a the Marvel character. He, I, I believe he, he, he. There was a big rumor going around that he was going to be. It was in Guardians. It was... Um, I can't remember. He was just going to be some dude, but he was going to come back a couple times. But not like... He's obviously not like a fighting character. Yeah. Um, but it was just basically going to be like, hey, look, there's Nathan Fillion. Because he and Joss Whedon are pals. Things like that. Um, so, yeah, that so that happened. Um, so I guess we, we, we kind of talked about things we liked about the movie. Maybe we can give like a general synopsis of what happens. I mean, we've done it in the... Thing, but I think uh, yeah, well, I mean, basically, for you, for those of you who have either never seen it or nor intend to see it, basically, what it boils down to is um, the the Tony Stark screws up. Tony Stark <laughs> finds a way to basically create well, a, alien a murder bot, a, a murder bot. Yeah, I mean, alien technology has shown up at their foot, at their doorstep, in the form of the scepter from um, Avengers One. 
and it's basically a, 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 a giant computer brain, and they somehow stick it into a machine by accident. And then he goes. Oh, and it wasn't by accident. They they well, were they trying were, to. They were trying to, but the way it happened was by accident. Yeah. And then, uh, then that thing pulls what every other robot in the history of movies. I mean, that's a trope. I mean, I know it's from a comic book source, but it's a trope. Like, oh yeah, if you ever seen iRobot? Man versus machines. Yep. Yeah, yeah, iRobot. You, you create know. a sentient robot. The first thing it wants to do is kill people. Well, it's not just that it wants to kill people. Well, is I have to I have to kill people in order to protect humanity. To save them. Yeah. Except yeah. Ultron didn't care about saving humanity. He yeah. just wanted to. Yeah. His initial. Kill. Yeah. His initially he was like, uh, our mission. It doesn't make any sense. You know, we're here to to protect people. He's like, why? But I thought, you know, I th- you know. Uh, Corny, you mentioned the comic book narrative in terms of how Ultron comes to be. I thought they did okay with having Iron Man and Bruce Banner put this together and 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 make it. I, I thought that was fairly believable that that Stark would build something like this. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, no, and I'm not I'm not gonna I argue the point because I know you can't do it because you haven't introduced Hank Pym yet. Um yeah. as or Ant Man. You, you haven't done that. Hank Pym is actually the creator of Ultron. Um, and he does it as again as a peacekeeping a peacekeeping initiative. Which I do like to say that because that's that's what Hank Pym intended it for. Right. Um, yeah. And I get that. So I'm I'm okay with that. I don't like it because I want it to be Hank Pym. I want there to be an Ant Man, or I want there to be the idea that Hank Pym exists in this world. He does, but I want you know it'd be nice to go. Well, Hank did the research. You know, with hey, you know, we've got this thing. Maybe we can finish Hank's research. I would have been okay with like that mention. That lets me know that. It's still or or something on the screen that says property of Hank Pym Industries. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, Hank but Pim. again, I mean, he had the scepter for five minutes. That's true. I mean, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like they had the scepter for a long time, and then they went to his buddy Hank Pym, and he's like, "Hey, can you help us out?" I mean, he's like, "Hey, Banner, we got this thing for like five minutes. Let's let's see if we can get this thing to work." And then, or I I could have seen where they're putting putting the uh, computer mainframe or something together, and there was a. You know, like an in, Intel chip, you know. Instead, it would be you bum, know bum, bum, bum. something <laughs> right. from, a, from his whatever his company might have been. You know, just a little yeah. Easter egg like that. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I know. Just and again, but I'm okay with it not being that way, just because of the movie. And you're right. Here, here's my big question: What happened between Iron Man three and this movie? A lot. Obviously, because at the end of Iron at the end of Iron Man three, what was what happened to all his suits? He blew them up. He blew them up. Why? Because he the clean told slate Pepper initiative. He wasn't going to do it anymore. No, that's not what he said. He said he's not going to let the machines run his life. That he was going to be himself. Okay, that's what he said. He said I'm gonna I'm gonna let these machines, you know. So he 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 detonates them all up, blows them all up, and then. Obviously, spends the next few years building more. I I did not take that away from Iron Man three. Well, I thought but, Iron Man three was him saying he wasn't going to be Iron Man anymore. But then, the, literally in the credits, like the, the, the literally screen goes black and says Iron Man will return, because Shane well, Black was afraid people would think what you just thought that he was he was going to retire. Like people are now asking me at work, so is Iron Man done? Like no, he's going to be back in Civil War and Avengers three and four. Well, yeah, obviously, but 
Well, you say I, obviously, but you just asked the question. You thought he was done after Iron Man 3. Well, yeah, but if you're making millions and millions and millions of dollars on a character, he's not going to disappear. I would have liked to have seen a narrative device used to show us he was back in the game. I got you. I'm oh, sorry. So I, I see what you're saying, Sam. The idea of well, blowing up every single Iron Man thing as opposed to just, you know, give him the, you know what, Pepper? This entire mess could have been, I need to focus more on other things. You don't have to do the complete destruction unless you have to blow them all up. And you don't have to. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Like the whole the, grandiose idea of blowing up every single one of your armors seems a little silly. The, the point of Iron Man 3 was literally for Tony Stark. It was quote unquote, you want to call it a character study? Fine. The whole point of the movie was so that Tony Stark would basically get over the fact that he's just a dude in a suit. Because everyone else can do things. Thor has the hammer, and Captain America is the soldier. Even even the other two who aren't special, they can still fight. But he's just a man in a suit. He's a mechanic, is what he calls himself. And he keeps having these panic attacks about New York, which is goes to the mind, the state of mind for this movie of why he built Ultron in the first place. Because he was so freaked out by the fact that aliens came down and almost killed everyone, that that's why he built Ultron. So I'm glad that they... They kind of said that, you know, he, they kind of made a you know, joke out of it. Like, remember the big hole and the nuke that I threw through it? Like, no, we don't remember that, Tony. <laughs> you know. And by the way, Don Cheadle in this movie. He's I, great. I, 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 and boom. Yeah. Are you looking for this? Man, that kills every time. Why do I even talk to you people? <laughs> so, so that was the point of Iron Man 3, Sam, is to that, that he was so freaked out by what happened that he, he dove so far into his work that he lost himself into his suits. That was the point, is that he was Iron Man, as opposed to, I'm Tony Stark, and I drive the Iron Man suit. And that's why he did the Clean Slate program. He, he you know, doesn't have a house anymore, so he and Pepper are going to you know, move, and he moves into Stark Tower, basically. And that's when he starts over to actually do the thing that he wanted to do in Iron Man 1 and 2. And that's basically be, for lack of a better word, a, a world cop. He's there to help police the world. Um, which is what he was doing in two, and then he got all weird and drunk and was dying and things. Um, <laughs> does that does that help Sam, or am I just not making sense? No, I just I I, I think you. I mean, I know you're making sense. It, it does, but I don't think what came across on screen clarifies it. And that's fair. And there's a reason why a lot of comic book purists didn't like the third one, the yeah. third Iron Man movie, mainly because they took the Mandarin, Iron Man's greatest nemesis, and turned him into a cartoon character. Now. I yeah. never read the car comics. I didn't care. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I'm Trevor, and uh, I'm an actor, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I play, oh, you'll never see me coming. That's all an act, so don't kill me. You know, <laughs> like, I thought it was hilarious, but yeah, I'm one of the few people. Um, though they did tease that he's actually real. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll, in, the, I'll, in the one shot. Yeah. Well, let me... Um, I guess let me throw in this. Is that available online, by the way? Probably. I still have not seen that. I need oh, to yeah. see the one shot. Yeah. I have it on Blu-ray, so you can watch it. Anyway. I say, Neil, um, I will say this. The idea of Mandarin and Magic and Iron Man made zero sense to do on the screen. On the, in this world. In this you're right. Yeah. So oddly enough, I'm okay with Trevor just being a a, a person set up to get right. Tony to do things. Um, that makes complete double sense to me because I don't see him shooting magic beams out of his, uh, his, you know, out of his rings, out of his arse. <laughs> but but a magic beam from a forehead gym? 
We're good with. I'm okay with it because he's also a yeah, robot. The, what <laughs> okay. about the believability of uh, of the vision, folks? The only thing that I can is I'm I was literally doing that same as I'm sitting in the movie. I'm going, okay, wait a minute. We we've, we've established rules. Iron Man has to fly because of propulsion. Thor can fly because he literally throws his hammer and then holds onto it. Like he's not physically flying. He's. I thought he was spinning his hammer. Well, that's what he is. He spins it to get momentum, and then he's throwing it, and then he's just holding on. Oh, he can actually kind of okay. uh, yeah, but, but in the movie, but, but in this it, yeah. movie, that's what happens. That's, right, right. that's yeah. the only way he can fly. He has to spin that hammer to get some momentum, and then he, then he throws it, essentially, without letting go, and that's what allows him to fly. Okay, I never I thought of that. And that's that's how I've always perceived it in the I movie. Thought he was always I, I think it like a propeller. No, well, okay, <laughs> so he can fly. I mean, he he, he can fly, but he can't fly without the hammer. He can, he can fly without the hammer. They, they he never does it. He they never, never does it. They never show it in the movie. Oh no, you're right. Never, he yeah, he doesn't, but he, he can. Yeah. He just does you know? I, I get so that. I so I was wondering the same thing. I mean, Odin's riding a horse. Anyway, how is Vision doing what he's doing? Okay, because comics. Because he is a mixture <laughs> of mechanics that's, and blood. See, what, what because, Corey just because said because comics is in my because comics because okay. I'm in my brain going, no, wait a minute. Everyone else has a reason why they can do the things except Vision, and we're just supposed to go on good faith that because he's, for lack of a better term, he has space magic. He might as well have the Force. Um, <laughs> He has a force. He has a force gem. Oh my God! It's the force <laughs> wrapped is. into a little gem because it controls people's brains. Because it's the oh, yeah. it's the mind stone. Is like, it the mind? I thought it was like life stone. No, it's the mind it's gem. The mind stone. It's the mind, mind gem. Mind gem yeah. Technically, and, oh, let me give you two two little bits of um, information here. Uh, because comics, Wanda and the Vision, Scarlet Witch and the Vision get married and have kids. Yeah, don't don't ask. Um, and number two, um, the mind gem is is not actually in Vision's head. In the comics, he just has a hole where he can shoot laser beams out. Well, but it didn't make sense. You can't you can't get Thanos to come to Earth. You can't have that fight right. unless you have a reason to come here, and that's the reason why because the mind gem is on Earth. The, so I get that, and I'm okay with that. The the other thing to to continue with what you're saying is that I think to continue with the believability factor of this movie that everything for the most part is grounded in science, for, yeah. essentially. You know, in that. If we're going to introduce a character that, for all intents and purposes, is fairly OP as far as a hero goes, if we're going to make him so different, we have to give him a reason why he's different. And the reason why he's different is that he's using a space object that is so drastically foreign to anything that we've seen that that we seem to be okay with it. Because I kind of bought it. It still kind of bothered me the first time that he stopped himself from going through the glass. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Did we just, is, it, is he Superman? He's robot Superman. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> He's android Superman. Um, and he can fly. Here's the, he, he can, can fly. <laughs> here's the funny thing. Quick, quick and he's wearing a cape. Um, that he just invented out of materialized or something. Um, I mean, why not? I mean, well, I mean, I El- El- Elsa did it in Frozen. So hey, you want to hear something that's uh, kind of really sad? Uh, the vision no. in this. Okay. All right. Well, cool. That's done. We're done oh. here. All right. Well, then you'll like this then, Chad. <laughs> Paul Bettany, the actor who plays Jarvis, he loved playing Jarvis because he went into a studio, he talked for 45 <laughs> minutes, and they gave him a bag of cash. <laughs> and this movie's like, have to do that. he's like, wait a minute, I gotta get, I gotta act? He looks, <laughs> I, he looks so uncomfortable in that makeup. And he didn't want to do it. And uh-huh. they're like, oh, contract. 
you got to do it, man. He's like, what? You mean I got to get in? I got to spend three hours in makeup? He was on like one of the, the Letterman's or whatever, yeah. and he was talking about it. It was pretty funny. <laughs> For a man who uh, had his ass cheeks uh, exposed on a movie set. <laughs> right. But he was naked, so he, yeah. it wasn't like he had to sit four hours in makeup for that. So he's probably he's probably dreading the Infinity Wars. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I kind of feel I'm feeling that we could actually probably continue to go on for another hour about the pros and cons of the comics and stuff. Uh, I just want to hit on a couple of things real quick before I dive into trivia because there is a shit ton of trivia um, about this movie, and I didn't. I only captured what I thought was pretty good. Um, some of the cool little cameo, not cameos, but kind of little uh, little nuggets for us. You know, Wakanda. Yeah. So we're obviously going to get the Black Panther, and of course we know that because I've seen the movie list coming. Um, but I, we know that we're going to get the Black Panther, and he will join the Avengers in Infinity Wars. We do know Spider Man is coming. He's getting his own solo Asylum movie. Will he be? Oh no, he's not going to be in Civil War. Never mind. He, he actually Spider Man. Spider Man will be. Yeah. No, no. Um, Black Panther. Black Panther. No. No. He's getting his okay. own movie, which is after the Civil War. Um, okay. Would that be considered Phase 3, I'm guessing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man ends Phase 2. Okay. Um, and then Phase 3 will start with the Civil War. And then we'll get a couple other solo movies, Second Guardians of the Galaxy, Ooh, uh, things like Doctor that. Strange. Well, why don't you guys write down the order of which I need to watch all these movies? Yes, but not right now. Um, okay, I'll do it right now. <laughs> or you can go to, or you can go to like MCU, like Google MCU, and it's there's a whole Wikipedia page devoted to the three phases. Like um, that but, requires reading. Just tell me what I need to watch. <laughs> Done. And then what order? Iron Man one, two, yeah. Avengers. <laughs> what about the Hulk? What about Captain America? You can watch Winter through Soldier? the Hulk. You can watch them. The Hulk is okay. Edward Norton's fine. Yeah. I liked Edward Norton's no Hulk. Um, yeah, it's an okay yeah. movie. Um, I have some issues. Here's something that uh, I well, it's in the trivia. I'll read it later. Um, but so we got that. We got the. Um, I'm trying to think of something else that I wanted to say. Oh, the Hulkbuster suit. Veronica had. Uh, I think it took seven arc reactors to power. That was kind that of makes fun, sense. that fun little trivia. Yeah, it took seven arc reactors. Sure. Um, uh, I, I want one of those suits though. Oh, oh sure. Who God, doesn't? Yeah. Um, Heck, I'll, I'll take the first Iron Man suit. Mark one, the one, the rust, the rusty one in the desert. The old busted. I'll take yeah. that. One. That's the Mark one. Yeah. Um, yeah. According to trivia, this the uh, the Hulkbuster I think was Mark forty five or forty four. I know you have your issues with the oh, Mark yeah, the, suits, the, but the Mark numbers that. I know in the, like the comics that he's like Mark one hundred and thirty two or something. No, like I that mean that will. But recently, Mark seven would have been. I think, like right now, Mark Seven, if or a little bit past that, I don't, I don't really know at this point in time. But at least Mark Seven, as of as of like two year, two or three years ago, was like his top of the line suit. Well, no one in Iron Man Three, he's at forty two, the yeah. one that pulls apart and whatever keeps keeps breaking, which is the punchline of the movie, which is a little annoying, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but forty two is the answer for everything. Uh, forty seven is the answer to everything. No, forty two is the answer to the world, the universe, and everything. Is it forty two? I thought it was forty seven. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. Suck it, Sean. Well, fine. Audible.com sponsored this show. Um, AudibleTrial.com slash cheap seat reviews. You can get a free audiobook download and a thirty day free trial. All right. I'm gonna to try to cook through some of this because some of it's really good and I'll try to remember which ones aren't. On James Spader's first day on set. 
The cast was so impressed by his performance that they applauded and cheered him for his after his first take. Just... I'm confused. Why? I mean, I don't understand this love, absolute love of James Spader. Well, he... I don't... He, he was a pretty good actor when he first started. Like, I thought he was actually one of the better things of Stargate. And then he, he did a couple things, and he kind of disappeared, and he was on the... was it? Oh, not, my God, he was on he, Stargate, wasn't he? Yeah. Didn't he do... Um, not the West Wing. He was on... Um, Denny Crane. Boston, Boston Legal for a long time. Denny Crane. Was that, the, was that Boston Legal? Mm, had William Shatner in it. Yeah. yeah. What is that? He, he was in Boston Legal for a long time. And then he kind of went away for a little while. And then when the blacklist came out, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, this guy is really, really good. You know, I mean, it's just sometimes that's what it takes. I mean, like Hugh Laurie would, was acting for 20 years, and then he does House, and everybody's like, oh, he's great. We need him in everything. We'll make him the bad guy in 101 Dalmatians. Um, <laughs> and the good guy in Stuart Little. Right. <laughs> um, and he's going to be in something else coming up. So, I mean, that happens, you know. I mean, so I... I I thought his performance in this was really, really good. I liked the way he talked. He was creepy. Uh, I think he's kind of creepy in person. So, uh, you know, he just seems like a guy that if I if I saw him in real life, he would just scare the hell out of me because he could. Did you run into him too? No, I've not read him. Met him. That would be pretty cool, though. James Spader was Joss Whedon's first and only choice for the role of Ultron because of his hypnotic voice that can be eerily calm and compelling while also being very human and humorous. That's. Oh, for the love of God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. That was that was this version of puny God. Um, Industrial Light and Magic developed a new motion capture system for the film called Muse to better capture the actor's facial body movements and combine different takes of the same performance. With regards to Ultron and the Hulk, Andy Serkis was brought on board to contribute towards Muse's design and improvement. That guy is, like, the smartest man in Hollywood. Uh, he's also the best actor you've never seen on camera. Do you know who he is, uh, Sam? No. He's the guy that is the voice and motion capture of Gollum. Oh, oh, Circus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, Corny, this is to one of the points I mentioned earlier. James Spader described Ultron as a self-absorbed and immature, quote, he sees the world from a very strange biblical point of view because he's brand new. He's very young, he's immature, and yet has knowledge of comprehensive broad history and precedent, and he has created a very short period of time and he has created in a very short period of time a rather skewed worldview. And that's why he's a little bit different than the version that you know of. That's the way they decided to, to take him. I can I can live with that. Right. You know, not so really. not really. Well, okay. <laughs> Uh, after this film and Avengers 3, RDJ is going to retire from the MCU. However, he later resigned for Captain America Civil War because money. Um, uh, <laughs> You're going to pay me how much to do what? Oh, yeah, I'm in. He's going to pay him a lot of money. Hugh Jackman, who plays Wolverine in X-Men, has expressed his interest to play Wolverine in the Avengers sequel despite the rights issues between Marvel, Fox, and Sony. Uh, he's, God, that'd be awesome. So. Oh, there goes Chad. What? What do you mean, what? You're transforming. Yep. Do, 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 do. And technically, it would be 45 oh, minutes. Oh, love God. <laughs> <laughs> <That was> great. 
Yeah, we're literally at 55 minutes and a half. And we actually didn't really do anything for 10 minutes, so. Uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, Wolverine wants to battle Iron Man. The Hulkbuster armor has a three has three arc reactors in front, one in the chest, one in each knee, and four on its back. So there you go. At some point, the Abomination, the, the villain from Incredible Hulk, was going to be the antag- an antagonist in the film or a secondary villain and Tim Roth would have reprised his role from that film. However, the abomination was written out of the film. Thank God. <laughs> I think that would have yeah. been terrible. You're, then you'd pull in a Spider-Man 3 and having too many villains. Yeah, and then Hulk would have just fought the abomination. He would have forgot about Ultron. Right. According to composer Brian Tyler, the musical score plays homage, homage to John Williams' soundtracks, especially Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Wars, and Superman. Anybody notice that Danny Elfman's name appeared in this? Yeah, I saw that, too. I thought that was interesting. Uh, And Quicksilver's first and last words were... What, "Hmm." you didn't see that coming? Yep. You didn't see that coming each time he said a Hawkeye. Uh, So we didn't mention that in in our little rant that we talked about. So we all knew going into this film that one of the Avengers was going to die. They had been teasing it. In fact, at this point in every movie, someone dies and then comes back to life. Tony dies in the first one and comes back. Tony, no. Um, who dies in the second Iron Man 2? Well, Edward Norton dies and then comes yep. back in the Hulk. Iron Man 3, 2. No. I'm trying to think who dies and comes back. I don't think anyone does, actually. No, not really in the Army, but... And then Captain America dies and comes back. Yeah. And then Avengers, Tony again dies and comes back. Um... Cap 2, it's, uh, what's his face? Patch. Um, Adams. Friggin' director. The director oh, of... The, Mar- the, the of Favreau. Of, John Favreau. Not John the, Favreau. Not the director. He doesn't die. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, uh, Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, why would Favreau? No, Favreau didn't even do it. No, um, well, he almost dies in Iron Man 3. Yeah. Um, the character, not the director. <laughs> Uh, happy. <laughs> At least you got a person that was part of the MCU instead of saying Joe freaking Pesci. Oh, uh, uh, hey, we got a <laughs> Is that like a drinking game now? <laughs> Joe Pesci streak is now up to uh, eight movies, yeah. eight, eight podcasts in a row now. Yeah, uh, Good job, Sam. Seven too many. Um, uh, so anyway, so we all knew. I wonder, knew what, it was I wonder what hero Joe Pesci could be, Corny. What what what, what hero would you pop pop him into? Penguin. Rocket Raccoon. They already, Rocket got, Raccoon. already got Bradley Cooper for him. No, I'm just saying, like, if he was going to be a character, he would just be a smarmy little small bastard. What, you think you're better than me? Because <laughs> you're a human and I'm a raccoon? You think you're better than me? Think this is funny? <laughs> Am I here for your amusement? Do we, we make you laugh? Yeah. Shut up, raccoon. <laughs> um, out of the way, Peck. Out of the way, Peck. Um... That wasn't a list at one point. Did you know that? But it went away. Oh. Anyway. Um, Willow. So when does Willow uh, become an Avenger? <laughs> uh, <laughs> never. Um, he got tall and became Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah. And turned into Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, so there you go. Um, we, couldn't, we didn't do a top three. I just realized. Great. This is great. Um, <laughs> we can just uh, do a top three uh, MCU well, movies. Yeah, we'll just redo it again. We've done that before. But we'll oh, do it again. It uh, doesn't matter. Uh, so what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, Herp and derp. 
I don't know what I was going to say. Anyway, they all die. Attitude. <laughs> they all die. Oh, no, that's what I was going to say. Right. So in this movie, so Hawkeye, um, 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 Jeremy Renner, like basically was pretty vocal about his kind of displeasure in the Avengers one and his role in it. He's 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 a he's a drone for the first ninety minutes of the movie, and then he gets to be cool action star in the last few minutes of the movie. And he told Joss Whedon he didn't want to do the he didn't want to do another movie. He was supposed to be in Cap Two for what it's worth, um, but he said he didn't want to do another Avengers movie. And then Joss Whedon says, "I promise you." You're, 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 it's going to be better. And that's why he had a family, and um, you got to meet his wife and his kids. And Sam, this goes back to what I was talking about last week. When we got to meet his family, and we got to meet his kids, and so as I'm sitting through the first time viewing, I'm going, they're going to kill him, and this is going to make thought, it painful yeah. because we're, we're, we're associating a family with this character now because no one else has a family. Right. Essentially, you know, Thor only has I, his dad. I thought the same thing because I had heard that somebody died in this one. Yep, and, and I was so, like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna kill off Hawkeye. That's right, and then, and then Hawkeye goes to save the kid, and then Ultron's doing a strafe run in the jet, and then Quicksilver sees it and he pushes a car in the way and he gets hit instead, and that's when he looks at him and says, "You didn't see that coming," and then he falls down and he dies, and Quicksilver Quicksilver dodge bullets. He could if they, like they were probably singular, you well, know. It, it, it just, uh, it just he he just got there at the same time the bullets got there. Yeah, I mean it wasn't like uh, he, he's also pushing a car, which by the way he doesn't have that power. He doesn't have car pushing powers. He, he doesn't have super strength. He couldn't have. He can hit the car and then you know make it blow up. But that yeah. that that you're okay with? He can make a car blow up. I <laughs> <laughs> mean. I mean, at, at, at no point in time do you ever see, like, his ability to, like, he can create a tornado that would lift a car and move it. And that would be more believable. That would be more believable, but him actually <laughs> running and pooping. Uh, no. No, or him running, grabbing them, and pushing them out of the way. I could see that as well. That might have been. But they, and maybe that's what he did, because they don't really show, they just they just show Jeremy Renner turn around and there's a car there, and he's off to the side full of bullet holes. I mean, that's what happened. Maybe he pushed them behind the car, and he that's why he got hit. Maybe that's actually what happened. They didn't really show it on screen. I just kind of thought he pushed the car in front. Yeah. It looks um, like he did. I mean, because yeah. it kind of looks like the car got there. But, yeah, but I mean, he, but he's also like they, they're portraying him as being so fast that when he punches the robots, they just disintegrate. Yeah. So there's some strength there, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get that. But, again, that's a... They actually, in the trivia I didn't read, but they made him, he was, because he had just come off Kick-Ass 2 about a year before. So he was, like, super buff, like Chris Evans buff. And Joss Whedon was like... <laughs> You're too buff to be the character. You need to slim down because runners aren't buff like that. You need to slim down. So he had to lose like 30 pounds of muscle. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. And unhealthy. Yeah, just go watch TV for six weeks and you'll be, you'll, whatever. <laughs> Don't eat. Right. Well, yeah, just eat. I, well, I guess what, what would you eat to get, to lose weight like that? I mean, just celery. Of, Nothing yeah, but celery. Like a lot of greens and things. Fried you know? chicken. I know. I think you're going to gain weight when you do that, just the wrong kind. But he has a high metabolism. It'll just, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I will say this: so when when Days of Future Past came out, and everyone knew that those Qu- Quicksilver was going to be in both films, everyone was kind of comparing the two. That scene in that one that one scene in the movie where we get to see Quicksilver in Days of Future Past was an incredible scene, and Absolutely. nothing that this Quicksilver did could compare to that. Yeah. 
And sometimes I think they use the whole speed factor, like, when he didn't have to. Like the candy scene, when he's talking to Andy Serkis, yeah. and he runs up and just snacks candy. Like, you really, you could just have grabbed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, that, I mean, at the same time, it was kind of... It was funny. funny. I, I didn't yeah. it, I didn't really care, but you're right. Um, but... No. Story-wise, I, I liked this Quicksilver. I did, Visually, too. Visually, I liked, Mar- uh, I liked the X-Men. X-Men. I thought this one was cool. I just... I like the way he was really arrogant and kind of cocky in this one. He was kind of like that in the other one too, but um, I, I thought I, my favorite part is when Thor throws his hammer and he runs by it and sees and goes, ooh, and then he tries to grab it and then just like throws him into a wall. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. But remember, if you put it in an elevator, it goes up. Elevator's not worthy. Really? Uh, I would give this soundtrack an EA for epically awesome. I thought it was just as good as the first and um, just had... It was just great. It was a great soundtrack. I mean, but for this type of movie, you would expect nothing less. What did I learn? Joss Whedon should direct everything. Everything. That's what I learned. I don't know. I I thought he was, it felt like he was getting tired in this one, to tell you the truth. And I don't blame him for getting tired. I think he had a lot of stuff he had to do, and I think that kind of... Well, uh, well, Sam and Chad don't watch um, sports, but, well, you do, but you don't. Um, We only watch the ones that are important. Well, that's actually fair. Um... (laughs) They they say that, that that like an NFL coach is a coach like he actually has to coach the players, but an NBA coach has to manage people, has to manage. You know, you're not coaching Ego. Kobe Bryant, you're not coaching MJ, you're just managing egos and putting them in in positions to be successful and building teams around them. And that's kind of how I felt that Joss Whedon was having to do is like he's obviously directing and he's obviously t- teaching them, especially the younger ones. And probably RDJ and Scarlett Johansson. I mean, like, both of those are, like, Academy Award winners, you know? Like, they've got, they've got hardware on the mantle that says, I know what I'm doing, you know? But there's so many A-list people in this movie that it, it would probably be pretty tough, especially yeah. as, as they're filming for him to make sure that everyone gets the right amount of airtime and that... Uh, oh, I'm, I'm obligated to say this. Um, we, I got a tweet. Uh, our Cheap Seat Review got a tweet. And I'm supposed to say, hey, our one tweet of the year. Yeah. Because um, I put out on Twitter, I said, you know, let me know if there's anything that you want me to say on the podcast. And <laughs> um, what did she say? I got to find it. Cheap Seat Cast. Well, where is it? No, come back. Oh, dang it. This searching of Twitter is brought to you by birds. <laughs> Can't have Twitter without birds. Well, that's... <laughs> I guess fair. By the way, cheap I love seat, the fact cheap that seat cast. Please talk about the awful Hulk Black Widow relationship that should never have seen the light of day. Hmm. I'm going to argue against that. I didn't care. I think it's okay. Oh, we're now in a different kind of universe. We're not in, you know, yeah, but he six one six. So, but he still had, he still had Betty, Liv Tyler. Maybe. Like, what maybe happened not. to her? Anyway. She was uh, married to a modern family. Yeah. So, um, okay, well, okay, I get the idea. But you, you know, Black Widow is pretty much relationshipless, maybe kind of with Hawkeye, but Hawkeye has a family. But I, I get the fact that, you know, maybe in the in between the first Avengers and this one, you see that you know, there's... There's something there. Something yeah. happens, and, and, and it happens. I mean... I mean, she's the one tasked with, with calming him down. Yes. You know, so... Uh, she also then says... Sounds getting real low. Also, if you mention Cap's butt for me, yeah. somehow, even in passing, that would be great. Cap's Hashtag butt. 
graduation present. So Captain America had a nice <laughs> ass. There you go, Sam. You're welcome. Um, there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. There you go. Um, Wait, isn't it you that sneaky sixteen? Wait, what? The yeah, yeah, Sam. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> we all know we we like a good old Chris Evans butt, but mm. I will say this: one of my favorite Chris Evans movies is still a movie called. Um, Push. <laughs> Snowpiercer. Okay. No, not push. Snowpiercer. Uh, push. I love that movie. Um, yeah. Have you seen it, Sam? Uh, no, actually, I haven't. Uh, Chad, have you seen it? I don't think it's on Netflix. If it pops on Netflix, I want to do it for this for this show. It's really, really good. It's like... I don't want to get into what it's like. We'll talk off here. It's a good movie. I liked it better when it was called Pull. Pull? Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Go. Well, we're talking about the MCU, so I just say let's just put our top three of MCU, whether this movie comes into play or not. So, Chad? Uh, Marvel you... Comic Universe, right? Cinematic Universe, yeah. Okay. Um, How many have you seen? Have you seen three? Not many. You've um, seen the two Avengers. I've seen the two Avengers. Oh, oh, oh. And um, uh, Iron Man 1. Guardians, maybe. That's it. Okay. So that's my three. In that order. <laughs> what was uh, the order? Uh, Avengers one, two, Iron Man one. Yeah. So In from three, two, one, or one, two, three. Uh, one, two, three. Okay. All right, corny. Sorry, I was gonna make the uh, small. How about uh, voice acting? As a top three, but we already and yeah, I have had not a chance to research it at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with Avengers one as my number one. Um, Captain America Winter Soldier is my number two. Why are we going out of order? It's my brain. Go ahead. I'll, I'll do it in reverse order then. <laughs> Sorry. Number three, Iron Man. Okay. Uh, number two, um, Winter Soldier, and then um, first Avengers number one. Okay, Sam. Um. Give me Guardians at three, uh, Winter Soldier at two, Avengers one, one. Uh, hard to argue with any any of and all of that. I would say Cap two for number number three, Iron Man one for one two, and then Avengers one for one. And I would put this movie at probably four. I put this one. Uh, if I kept going, number four would be uh, Iron Man, and the number five would be this movie. Yeah, I think so, I, I mean actually, it's, it's not yeah, the worst. Uh, Guardians would be my number four. Yeah, actually, yeah, Guardians would be number four because that movie is just so damn fun. Yeah. What are you? What are you doing? I'm trying to distract you, turd face. Whatever he says. <laughs> turd burglar. I want to go watch that movie again. Um, and I own it on Blu-ray, so I can. Uh, that's it. We have an email. Whoa! Really? Say what? We got do email. have. It. We got email. Herp or derp. I just gotta find it. I had it pulled up, and then I had to go look for Twitter. Our buddy Jeff, Chad's buddy hey, Jeff. Jeff. Hey, is this the AOL kid? Yes, it is the AOL dude. I'm out. I'm done. Yep. <laughs> just listen to the core podcast. Just wanted to pass on this fact: a science teacher that worked with Chad and me actually used this movie in class. I will leave the name of that teacher out to offer some sort of protection. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Oh, like he listens to this podcast. Jeff sent from my iPad. So I sent him back an email and said, 
in what context do they use this movie? Because I wanted to know if they used it in the context like that. Uh, that it, w- it was in the trivia that they used it for this movie is so bad about science. Like this is what you shouldn't do. And his response was, "They were an earth science. They were an earth science teacher. Okay, and they used it when talking about the earth's layers and the properties of each layer. So there you go. That was his response. So." There you go. Thanks, Jeff, for the email. We appreciate it. Um, and as always, send your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Uh, clearly, we will read them on air. And I will even respond to you. Uh, <laughs> Just once. <laughs> well, maybe once or twice. He will also offend you. I will probably many, offend you, yeah. Many email. Yeah, yeah <laughs> es- especially if you send me from an AOL account. Um, but you know what they say. It was a different time. So, you know. Uh, there you go. Uh, is that it? Oh, what are we doing next week? I don't know. What, the hell what we doing? are we doing next week? Well, fortunately, there's a master list that Corny produced for us. The Italian job. Just still streaming. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's on the list, too, and they get deleted. Well, it got Let's deleted. See how it goes. Well, it got deleted. <laughs> What's wrong, Grumpy, grumpy Gills? It got deleted, Chad. Y'all never... Y'all never Take me to go see anything. Oh my gosh, we're we still on this. <laughs> which, which movie did we not take you this time? Yeah, which one was it this time, Chad? The Godfather was that it? How about uh, Citizen Kane? You mad about that one? <laughs> yes. Psycho. I actually am. The Sound of Music. The sing along. You didn't get to go to that. No, I saw that one live. Okay. <laughs> on NBC. Oh yeah. <laughs> Next week we're doing the Italian job. Speaking of Edward Norton, um, and um, what a perfect. Douchebag. Yeah, he does play a good douchebag, um, and that's all I have to say about that. This, um, this has Marky Mark, right? This does. does have Marky Muscles Mark in this movie. Okay. He got buffed for this movie for some reason. And uh, Charlize Theron looking kind of hot. So, oh, yeah. There oh, you yeah. go. When doesn't she? Uh, in the movie Monster. She doesn't that look hot true. in she that does, movie. That's absolutely right. Yep. <laughs> she yep, looks I forgot terrible. about that one. Yeah. yeah. Without the eyebrows. Again, because it... If, if a girl doesn't have eyebrows, there's something wrong. Yeah, but Claire Danes had eyebrows, so there you she go. She did not. Um, anyway, there you go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, please send us your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com while my I, my computer decides to play the music. Here we go. Yeah, are, are we on the, on you know, who do you agree with in this episode? Do you agree with the people who are right, like Corny and myself? I, or do you, I, do you, do you I, agree with the people that are wrong, like like Sean? Um, while the music is playing, we got to do our out of ten. So, Chad, oh, quickly, um, out, out of, of 10. ten, eight, eight, eight. Okay. Oh wow, great. Uh, Corny, seven. Okay. <laughs> that was the most constipated seven I've ever heard. <laughs> seven. Sam, uh, give me an eight. I too. We'll take an eight. I, I love how we, we disagreed on so much, yet we, we rank at the same number. Because for hilarious. all of its, though there are, I think, some issues yeah. and some faults, it's still a good time. It's still and Joss Whedon. I will watch Whedon. it again. Yeah, I, I mean, see, like, if you guys said, hey, let's go watch it Wednesday night, I will try to find a way. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, don't, just, con- don't confuse my disappointment for it. It is a fun movie. It really is. It it's still a lot of fun. So there we go. The Italian Job is next week. Look for that. I hope you enjoyed our spoiler cast. Um, Stay tuned. We got some more fun things coming up. We might do another episode where we uh, we all sit down and watch. I think Sharknado. I think is going to be our next live commentary track. So listen, right. cheap seat look. reviews assemble. That's right. Um, uh, and our CSR glasses patent pending are 
Soon. On sale now. No, not yet. But soon. <laughs> oh, we don't have a store. On sale soon. Yeah, we don't have a store. Um, but, you know, <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah. So, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cheat seat reviews and Twitter. So, on behalf of Corny, Chad, Sean, Sam, this is Sean saying goodnight. And, oh, dear God. I probably should have chosen a different quote. Code from, green! Code green! Yeah, I should have said something like that. Because <laughs> nice. Corey looked at me and goes, what's wrong? Because my first thought was, what the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot to hit record. <laughs> <laughs>